Welcome to another edition of the Green Group Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am the Bitch. And we are here for a recap of week number six in the NFL and fantasy week number six as well. Now, as we always like to do before we go in, well, before we get into the players and stuff, we like to recap what happened in the league. But before that, AJ, my brother, how are you doing? Everything's good. No complaints at this point. <laughs> Wonderful. That's what I love to hear. So I know there are some folks who are complaining <laughs> after what <laughs> happened this week in fantasy. <laughs> so as always, um, I, I, it just happens that <clears throat> as I look at the standings, my team's name is always first. So the Beige Bombers, the Beige Bombers, we took down Eckler and Koch. 190 points to 179.5. Team Burks, who has been in the cellar all season long, they actually were able to take down Denver Ravens Revenge. 218 and a half points. And for those of you who play fantasy in a single quarterback league with no flex spot, that is a ridiculous amount of points. He got 218 and a half points over 177 from Denver Ravens Revenge. Long Bay Bayonets, they lost to the London Learners by four points. Close game, 129 to 133. Alberta Tyrant, they lost by almost 30 points to Team Club Sheshe, 153.5 to 125. And Ad Hawkinson, I mean, you could have given me this win last week, AJ. Um, they lost to Kawhi Not 157-127 to 127 and a half. So that means that things a are... Week. Yeah, things, things, things took a real interesting turn. And last night especially, for those of you who watched the Monday night game and had any kind of um, things writing on that game, I'm sure that that was the... Either the win or the loss for you, depending on who you were playing against. And a perfect example of that was Denver Ravens Revenge. Now, going into that game, he, I don't remember the exact number of points he was leading. However, his opponent for that game, Team Brooks, they had both Josh Allen and Derrick Henry. That was 113 and a half points between those two. So, if you get any kind of production or anybody else, chances are you would have won your um, your games this week, especially if you had those two players. So, AJ, when you're looking at this week and looking at the fantasy goats, who do you have as your goats for this week? Yeah, well, first of all, the last two names you just mentioned, I, I should come at the top of the list because... But Josh remember, Allen. remember the goats are, are, are those. Sorry, you said the goats. Put, Sorry, you said yes, the goats. We want to yes, put those out of pasture. We we yeah. we can we can share some lashes first, and then we can we can get some goats right. after. Sorry. So, uh, let me start with my team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Miles Gaskin. No, I haven't been very high on Miles Gaskin in the last couple of weeks. I drafted him in another league as well. I have him in this league. And Gaskin hasn't been performing. But then he had that huge game. Um, yeah, that last huge week. game uh, last week. Yeah, it was against us. It was against, uh, no, 
who was it against in whoever it was? He had a really big game. I, I, I'm against saying, uh, sorry. So against not us. It was Tampa Bay. It was Tampa Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Tampa Bay. It was Tom he was playing, right? He had a really big game, like two receiving touchdowns, and it wasn't many, it wasn't much yards in terms of rushing, but he had two receiving touchdowns. But it was it was his breakout game of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, they're playing Jacksonville. And you know what? Maybe he might continue that level of production. Miles Gaskin gave me uh, uh, his worst production of the season, three and a half points. You know what? I'm not even going to get into the breakdown. He gave me three and a half points in a PPR league. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So, I, I, and after his best performance of the season, to come with that, I, 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 I really wasn't pleased. To, to be very honest, especially in my team, like that was the only person that I was really, that, that, that I, I could not fathom what I was getting in that lineup. Like, once again, Aaron Jones laid an egg. But I wasn't. That didn't surprise me too much. It his 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 twenty one points was a bit better than what he'd be he'd been giving in recent weeks. But um, it still wasn't it wasn't that great. Um, who else was there? Um, you know what? Nah, you go ahead because I can't remember who else there was. Oh, sorry. Right, I knew it. There was somebody else I wanted to mention from one of my teams, Zach Moss. No, Zach, <laughs> Zach on Monday night. Zach Moss, obviously, obviously he, he's more of like a, of the third down back, right? He, he gets some of the, the end work after Singletary has put up some of the yards and whatnot, but he gets more of the, the um, red zone right. production. Yeah, and, it's, 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 right. and, and especially at the goal, like when, when it's like a first and goal, a second, when, when they're at the goal line, essentially, he would get that the calls for that, right? And it wasn't to be this week. It just wasn't to be this week. And Singletary, I think Singletary had a very good game. Don't recall his numbers, but Singletary had a very decent game. And Zach Moss, egg. <laughs> just nothing. And and in the last couple of weeks, he'd actually been decent enough to put up some flex numbers. So I had him in my lineup. I, in in that league, luckily he didn't cost me an L. He, uh, he sorry, he didn't cost me a dub. I still got the W, uh, but I, I wasn't pleased with what I got from him because I I could have really taken him out and and put someone else in, you know, just for the, just something for that week. But I trusted him and he let me down. So put him out to pasture this week. Well, you're talking about people that that you that would have earned some trust and then let you down. There's lots of faults. I got I, how many names do I have here? No, Malskaski was one of the names I had right. for one of my goats. But I'm just gonna give you some names and some points, and you you understand why these people are on my goat list this week. Austin Eckler, like he and the entire Chargers team struggled against the Baltimore Ravens. Eckler, yeah. nine point five points. For us, for starting running back, yes. There's another name. I'm leaving him for last. Marquise Brown of the Baltimore Ravens. He had some pretty good games coming into this one. But the Ravens' run offense was what was really doing the job this week. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half points. From Detroit, 
Jamal Williams, who has been doing a very good job over there, um, spelling DeAndre Swift, two points. Mike Evans going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. You would think that the Eagles brought on Marshawn Lattimore just to play against him. Four and a half points, AJ. Tyler Lockett playing for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, yes, we know that the Seahawks, they are dealing with um, injuries to Russell Wilson and having to use their backup quarterback still. Lockett is usually that dude. Mm. Five and a half points. And lastly, I spoke about this guy two weeks ago. And I took him out of my lineup last week. And true to form, he had one of his best fantasy performances of the season. I inserted him back into the lineup because I expected that this game was going to be offensive fireworks. I expected that he was going to, you know, he was going to get some work and he was going to give me some points. I'm looking at one Mike Williams. Mike Williams gave me four and a half points. Four and a half. No, the good thing is that for all of the teams that I have Mike Williams on, I think I only have, I think I have him in two weeks at the most. All of those leagues I won. I actually went four and one this week in the five leagues that I'm in. But as I said, right after that game was finished, I have my winners on the trade block this week. I will take whatever anybody has for my winners because there's one thing it as. And you and I, we have said this most often. It's one thing if you have a guy who gives you consistent low points. It's the next thing when you got a man that you just can't trust because the weeks that you play him, he does nothing. And the weeks you don't play him, he yeah. then goes off. And yeah. those are the guys then that <clears throat> can cost you wins. And when they cost you wins, they fall into the category of He's dead to me. And that was Keenan Allen <laughs> last year. So he's dead to me now. I do not ever want Keenan Allen in any fantasy team that I have. And no, Mike Williams, he has now earned a spot right next to his wide receiver stable mate. That's really funny. That's actually really funny to me. <laughs> Uh, you're laughing because this is the this is not Eric I'm Ebron. In. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing here. You need to understand what my pain is like. Okay? I see what you're doing here. Fair enough. Touche, sir. Touche. Touche. All right. So after I just wanted to get, I wanted to get all of the negative emotions out early, mm -hmm. so that we could then have a great show. And we can move on now. So let's let's let know are the heroes. Who are your heroes for this past week? So I'm actually seeing quite. A, a, you know what? I'll actually start with your team because I want to mention. And then again, you know what? Let me not do that. Just in case you had these, um, had these names for your team mentioned. I just but, got some. I just got some random names here. So you go ahead. And call okay. Everyone. You have at least three in your team, right? So I'm going to start with Najee Harris. You know, that's my guy. And mm -hmm. I I have him in another league. I drafted him in another league. He, he helped me to win this week. 
but he had a really big week this week. Um, it was, he had, he had, uh, right, rushed for 24, um, 24 rush attempts, 81 yards. Um, he had six receptions off seven targets for 46 yards and a receiving touchdown in all 26.5 points. Like, it, it wasn't even his best week. But given the fact that the offense has been so inconsistent, it, it was one of those weeks where, yeah, you have to appreciate what you got from him. Outside of that, your two receivers went off. <laughs> your two receivers went off. And, I mean, that's what you really want. Like, the numbers, Cooper Cup, nine receptions, 130 yards, two tubs. Two tubs. Um, Adam Thielen, 11 receptions, 126 yards, and a touchdown. 37 and 32.5 points, respectively. I mean, that's all you really want sometimes, you know. Yep. That's all you really want. I, I, can't, I can't look at my team and say that, that definitively that there's anyone who, who, is in, who has that hero status. But I was mentioning before when I almost mixed up, obviously, there's Josh Allen and Derrick Henry. But um, I, I feel like I may just leave that to you. But the last name I will mention is... is um, I, I mentioned this begrudgingly because it was against my team, but the CD Lamb. Mm. CD Lamb, nine receptions, 149 yards, and two touchdowns, 38 and a half points for Jalen, for, for um, Team Burks. Uh, he just really had it going on this week. But, you know, let me, I don't want to call everyone's name, so let me let you go ahead. Well, so yeah, I did have um, Josh Allen, 73 and a half points. Derrick Henry, 40 points. Monster games last night. Yep. And, you yep. know, you know what's the actual thing that was a little bit hurtful for me? No, mm -hmm. the league that I lost in is the league that I'm constantly losing in. That the, the, there's there's no nothing where that is concerned. That is this league. is this is the actual league that you did. The... Yes, this is the actual okay, league okay, that, I, okay. that I jumped in just because. Okay, I will. I saw that I was. I you know by the time you usually can get into like sometimes the Sunday night game and definitely mm. by the Monday night game you can kind of get a feel for what's going to happen. So I looked there and I said, well, you know what, I'm going to lose here. So I'm not even paying any attention. But Josh Allen's been starting quarterback in that league. Yeah. So I'm not paying attention to what's happening yeah. in that league. I'm just watching in this league because my opponent, he had the Bills kicker. I told myself, well, the Bills kicker is not going to kick eight field goals in this game. So I'm sure I should be pretty safe. But you know, we'll just we'll just monitor just to be sure. Mm. AJ, after the game, after the game was finished. In, we know how the game ended, where Josh Allen went for the quarterback sneak. He lost his footing. As mm -hmm. um, when I was watching on ESPN after the game, Ray Clark was breaking down what happened on the sneak. And apparently Josh Allen, he has this habit of, instead of following the center on the sneak, he pulls and then he goes on the left, B gap. Yeah, right. He goes, he goes through the B gap between the tackle and the guard mm -hmm. on the left. And that's what he went to do again. Yeah. And as you know, he lost his footing and he got stuffed. He didn't he didn't get across the line. But AJ, I lost in that league by four points. So I was by, down so by, by that touchdown. If he had gotten that <laughs> touchdown, I would have won. I would have had a clean sweep. <laughs> but after a man puts up and, and that's standard scoring. So after a man puts up like 23.78 points or something like that, yeah. you can't grudge him. It would have just been really, really nice. And okay, I guess, 
And for me, though, the fact that it wasn't watching it happen made it at least a little bit more palatable because, you know, it would really burn then if it was really paying close attention and Mm. then that happened. But I digress. So that was Josh Allen and Derek Henry. And if you went up against those two, chances are you lost this week. So commiserations to you. Um, Tua Tungvaloa, 61 and a half points. He had a... From a fantasy perspective, he had an actually pretty good game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but of course, his team came out on the wrong side of that. Also, who had a good game against the Jaguars, who's been improving, I guess you could say, over the last couple of weeks, is Mike Gesicki. He had 22 and a half points from what happened over in London. Of course, Patrick Mahomes. He had a very good fantasy week, 67 points. It didn't look like if it was going to be that after that first half, but he definitely turned things around in the second half of that game. Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, he had run up. He probably would have had the best week by running back if it wasn't for Derrick Henry. 32 and a half points. And then Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears, as we know, the Chicago Bears is... Um, Running back room is was completely out this week. Yeah. Because we know um David Montgomery, he is still on IR. And then um Darrell Williams, he yeah. was out with COVID. He tested positive for COVID. Unfortunately, as you guys probably know, we record this on Tuesday. So by the time these things happen on Thursday and Friday, we can't really update you. Um, but he was ruled out with COVID on Thursday, which then caused Khalil Herbert to be um, promoted into the starting lineup and he gave 20 and a half points so congratulations to those guys because they had some great fantasy weeks now something that also happened in the week of the Thursday night game Zach Ertz Zach Ertz was traded from the Philadelphia Eagles over to the Arizona Cardinals now you know the Cardinals they just lost their um, tight end last week and he's out for the season. So, AJ, when we're looking at this move for Zach Ertz over to the Cardinals, what do you believe his prospects are now going forward for the rest of this season? Uh, let me put it this way. When I saw the news break, I went to all six of my leagues to see if Zach Ertz was available. And in any league that he was not available in... You snapped him and, up. Uh, sorry, in, in, in any league that he was available, in, in which he was available, I snapped him up. Or at least tried to, because obviously he would have been on a waiver because he played the Thursday night game. So he wasn't in free agency. So mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting to see if those waivers go through. And mind you, this is only two out of the six. In other leagues, he was already drafted. Um, or, or on a roster spot, sorry. So I, I, I think that highly of this move. I think he's going to fit into that offense. He's going to be another weapon. Um, I can't see how Zachers doesn't put up fantasy points at this point, being in this high-powered offense. Look, even A.J. Green is getting some points. Mm-hmm. A.J. Green had a, had a very decent week last week. I, I ain't going to look back for his numbers, but A.J. Green had a very decent week. And Zach Ertz has more, more recently been a, a useful wideout than A.J. Green has been. <laughs> and this is no disrespect to A.J. I'm, I was a very big fan of his for a very long time, but he'd been on a downward slide for, a, for a, a quite some time especially due to injuries. Zach, more, more recently, but I, I have every faith that he's going to be one of the, the, um, the weapons utilized by Kyler Murray in the coming weeks. 
No, I, as um, we always hear, the tight end is the quarterback's best friend. Tight end works in the middle of the field, and mm -hmm. as long as you have a good tight end with good hands, you should get good production from him. And Zach Ertz is definitely that. No, we're... I see Zach Ertz falling in terms of his production numbers going forward. He would be kind of in the realm of like a Dawson Knox. Mm -hmm. um, maybe um, what we are currently seeing out of the tight end from the Rams, uh, whose last name is escaping me right now. Higby? Yes, Higby. Um, so I can see him falling somewhere within that kind of range in terms of points going forward. Except that they had so many weapons already on offense. He could he could have elevated this move could have elevated him to like Travis Kelsey kind of numbers because that Earth is that kind of tight end. He is that level of production. However, when you have um Newt Hopkins, AJ Green. Um, I try to remember the other wide receiver's name, but his name is Christian Kirk. Yes, Christian Kirk. And then you still have Chase Edmonds, who is a very good receiver coming out to backfield. That's a lot of most mm -hmm. feed. So I don't see him going up now into like the tier one stratosphere of tight ends, but he's probably like tier two at the lowest, like. A low end to high end, very high end tier three tight end going forward for the rest of this season. I agree with that. Now, just quickly, we are going to look at the injury report because we had some some new folks come <laughs> into the injury report that do have some level of fantasy implications. Now, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, who was the he was the second running back for the Browns, except heading into this week because Nick Chubb, he was on IR. He has now landed on IR himself with a calf injury. That is especially important for me because they have Hunt in a couple leagues and now I am scrambling. Um, Dak Prescott, he injured his calf on the last play of the game where he threw that touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. No, he said that the injury in the calf stings, but he doesn't think it's anything that he can't play through. But that is definitely something to pay attention to, especially knowing that Dak just came back from that horrific ankle injury last season. Um, Antonio Gibson, the one, the starting running back for the Washington football team, he also has a calf injury. So that is something that we have to pay attention to. We are not sure at this point what his status is going to be. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday, so the official injury reports are not out yet because for the majority of the league, they either had yesterday off or they had today off. So teams are now starting to put their game plans in place for the coming weekend. So that is something to monitor going forward. Baker Mayfield, we know he re-injured his shoulder on Sunday and he was out of the game. He came back into the game, but then the Browns were getting beat so bad that they took him back out of the game. So we have to wait and see what happens with him. And then he had his arm in a sling at the post-game interview. So, uh, yeah, very that is a situation that needs to be monitored up until, possibly up until game time. Yes, for sure. Now, Dawson Knox, the tight end for the Bills, 
he he actually was they said that he was the first tight end to throw a touchdown pass with a broken hand. His hand is broken. So with his hand being broken, no, he is more well, not more than that. He is going to land on IR. He is going to be out for a few weeks coming. Next up after him is Odell Beckham Jr. He injured his shoulder this week and he was taken out of the game. And from that, no, that is something that we definitely do have to monitor going forward. Kenny Galladay, he missed week, week six with an ankle and he is still um, pending. His status right now is unknown for week seven. Kadarius Tony, the other another wide receiver from the Giants, he played on an injured ankle. He was questionable going into the game and then he left the game before halftime and he is still out. Tyrod Taylor, he is also still out. And then a big name that was supposed to be returning last week from injured reserve, Christian McCaffrey. He is back on injured reserve. So he is out for another three weeks. Now this week we have um, some teams that are going on there by six teams this week. And those six teams will have some... Um, will cause some level of consternation for some owners. The Bills, the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Cowboys. They are all on their bye. And especially for those of you who have the quarterbacks from the Bills and the Cowboys, that is going to be something that you'll need to address. Now, I, unfortunately, in that same throwaway league, ain't no describe it as the throwaway league because I, I might as well just throw it away. I made the mistake of drafting both Josh, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. And now both of my quarterbacks mm. are currently on buys, mm. but it's a single quarterback league, so I'm going to pick somebody up off of the waiver wire because I am not dropping either of them for somebody <laughs> else to grab him. That will not be it. So when we're looking now at people that we can add, AJ, to help fill some of these spots, who are some of the players that you believe or that, you know, that we should probably look to target to help out with some of these people that are missing, both through injury and through bites? Um, so looking through, so I'm trying to start... Uh, in our in our league, and um, okay, so Cleveland Cleveland likes to run the ball. Um, if you if you have either either Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in your team, it's it's very possible, very possible. I'm not saying that he is going to put up the same numbers, but if you need a streamer for this week, he may give you some flex um, flex points, and that's Dearness Johnson from the, the Cleveland backfield. Obviously, he wasn't getting many touches this season because of the dynamic duo that Cleveland already have. Uh, Cleveland already has, sorry. Um, yeah, it was like, in, he only played like three games, I think, so far. He had like two rushes in one, one in the last game against Arizona. But he's been with this Cleveland offense for a while. So he's not necessarily new um, to the offense. And this week, could see, obviously, he's going to see an uptick in, in, in the work that he gets because both of the others are out. So he at least gets some flex consideration for this week. He's a, he's a, a handcuff. Like I said, if you had either of the, 
the the dynamic duo from Cleveland's backfield, um, Dionis Johnson. Yeah. Uh, in addition, there is Daryl Williams of Kansas City. Clyde Edwards Elaire is still out. Daryl Williams. He is one of those running backs that he 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 does a, a I won't even call it admirable, but he does a very good job as a backup when he needs to fill in. I actually plugged him in last week and. This is it's, this isn't a separate league, but he did a very good job for me. I wasn't disappointed. I expected him to to get into the end zone. He did. He I had a, a few yards. I can't remember the league now, so I won't look for it. But you definitely can plug him in this week. Um, since Clyde Edwards Elaire is still out, uh, so the two I would say for now. I think like there was another name, but I cannot recall. Cannot recall. You you can go ahead, sir. Okay, so Geno Smith, I made a mention of him last week. A lot of people still don't have Geno on their fantasy teams. So um, Geno Smith is most likely going to be available in your league. And if you need a streaming quarterback to replace one of these um, heavy hitters that are out this week, Geno might not be the worst name out there, Tad. No, that is coming with a bit of a caveat because they are playing against tough Saints defense. But if you absolutely need a quarterback, you could do worse than adding Geno Smith onto your team. No, Teddy Bridgewater, he is another one who he played really well at the beginning of the season, but he doesn't seem to be a popular pick. And he was also um, available in many leagues as well. So that is somebody that you could also consider. And then one word receiver that I would definitely um, want you to consider, especially with OBJ most likely out with the shoulder injury, is Donovan Peoples-Jones. He had a very good week this week, especially after um, Odell Beckham went out. No, again, we don't know the status of the quarterback which would also factor into your decision. However, Donovan Peoples-Jones may be someone that you can just bear in mind going forward, especially if you need to replace Odell Beckham. Now, before we get out of here, AJ, um, you know, we like to look at the starts and sits and people that you can, you may decide that you should think about starting or sitting, depending on what you need going forward this week. So when you're looking at your starts, who, what name or names jump out to you as somebody that may be getting overlooked that should probably get a start? Uh, you overlooked. I don't know what overlooked. But um, last week was one of the weeks where I sat Chase Edmonds because I knew he was going to have a tough matchup. Put him back in the lineup this week. He's playing the Texans. Enough said. Um, <laughs> I think every, every, every other name in the Arizona offense at this point is almost like a, a start, whether it's uh, high-end in their position or their flex. But even, even A.J. Green, because I had him plugged in in one of my leagues, um, one of the ones that you're in, where I made some trades. And I, no, sorry, I didn't, I didn't put him in. I had him on the bench. Mm-hmm. But um, especially A.J. Green. I would put him in, A.J. Green... Chase Edmonds is back. Um, I don't know how much I trust James Conner because Chase Edmonds is, as you said earlier, is more of the pass catching back. So he gets a lot more work. Um, I, 
I want to be high on Zach Ertz this week, but because it's his first week in this offense, I don't know how much production he will see. But whoever whoever you've been starting in Arizona, just continue to start them. Um, in terms of overall, I, this could, I mean, our defense has, as in the Patriots defense, has been generally good, but Corey Davis, who's been a bit of a seesaw himself this season, I, I feel like he could have a good week, and it, it, it pains me to say this. I feel like he could have a very good week against the secondary. Mind you, I said in the Green Bay's podcast that our defense is actually really good, and that includes our secondary. However, he's a big physical um, receiver, and he seems to be one of, of Zach Wilson's favorite targets. I know that Jamison Crowder just come back, and he's been getting some of, of the target. Um, some of, yeah, some of that, a share of that work as well. But I would still keep Corey Davis in. Um, I, I, he's more of a low-end wide receiver too for this week, but he can still give you some points, especially because he's capable of that big play. Gotcha. No, somebody whose name that we mentioned last week, you mentioned him as a sit, but then he turned out to have a pretty good game. I believe he's a, he should be a start this week. And that is your starting running back, your Patriots starting running back, um, Damian Harris. Damian Harris, yeah. Damian Harris, yeah. Because while the Patriots have had their offensive struggles, the Jets have also had their offensive struggles, and the big plays are not really going to be there for um, Zach Wilson this week. So I do believe that it's going to come down to a lot of ball control, and that means that Damian Harris should get a lot of work, especially when you know like um, Ramondre Stevenson, he still has the propensity to miss blocks and put the ball on the ground. So he usually is in and out of the game, and I don't remember who your other running back's name is. It's really Brandon Bolin, but he doesn't get that many. He won't get that many touches. There you go. So Damian yeah. Harris is somebody. not not fantasy, not fantasy worthy. Yes. So Brandon Bolden is one who, not Brandon Bolden, Damian Harris is one <laughs> who would definitely get that level of consideration. No, also from the Giants, um, and his, I can see his face and his name is escaping me. I will have it for you in a second. Sterling Shepard. Sterling okay. Shepard has been very productive when he's been on the field, especially now when you factor in that Kadarius Tony is out again most likely with this ankle and we still do not know as of the taping if Kenny Galladay is going to be back Sterling Shepard even though he usually operates out of the slot he is going to be their number one option at wideout and Daniel Jones we would expect will continue to play this week. No, Jones himself he had a rough outing um, 29 of 51 and three interceptions but Sterling Shepard, he had 10 receptions for 76 yards. And in the PPR league, 10 receptions is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that is definitely somebody that you should think about starting. And finally, who should we sit this week, AJ? Oh, um, who's his name? I, I just had... Um, I, I am almost tempted, I'm almost tempted to sit TJ Hawkinson this week against that Rams defense. Mm. A, a tight end thing against that defense. I mean, it, it, it is more of their, the Rams secondary that's looked a bit suspect. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm, you know, Hawk is my guy, mm-hmm. but I, I, he's been a bit inconsistent. I think last week was a better week for him, but I don't know if I trust him going up against the Rams defense this week. Um, I mean, at this point, I hope that absolutely no one is starting anyone from the Texans. <laughs> like, just, just fade. Don't even fade them. Like, just drop them completely and don't ever look back. At this point, it, it makes no sense. And I would be also very wary of Michael Pittman uh, in the Colts offense. The Colts, um, yeah, like Colts wide receiver because he has been he has been seeing an uptick in work in the last couple of weeks. has has, has had a good couple of weeks, but the 49ers defense actually has been very good generally. So I don't know that I trust Pittman to start unless you're in a deeper league and. You know, you may need a streamer or a flex option. I, I would say plug him in then, but don't look for a wide receiver one or two um, points for this week for Michael Pittman. Okay. So I had some some folks here who um, I had also tagged as people that would mostly get a sit, especially if you have an op- a better option on the bench. Now, Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos he was slated to start the season as the starting running back. However, Javante Williams has been cutting into his timeshare mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. And then when you take into consideration that the Broncos are going up against that relatively stout front of the Browns, it may be difficult to trust Melvin Gordon this week. So especially if you have a better option on the bench, he is one that we you should probably fade for this week. Somebody else that, well, not just someone, but a position group that I believe should be faded for sure this week is all Bears running backs. The Buccaneers, their defense has been credited with being stout for their run defense. However, I personally believe that that is more because their offense tends to put up a lot of points very quickly and very early in games, which then forces teams to have to abandon the run. When you're looking at Justin Fields going up against Tom Brady, I honestly do not believe that the Bears are going to be able to keep pace with the Buccaneers. And as a result, they're going to have to abandon the run somewhere either in the second quarter, definitely no later than third, which is going to cut down on the level of production you can expect from both Damian Williams as well as the running back who started this week, um, Khalil Herbert. So he is also one who I believe both of them should probably sit this week if you have another option. And then finally... I know I made mention of Geno Smith as being one that you should probably try to pick up if you can. However, as I also did say, they're going up against my Saints and that very stout defense and especially our pass defense. Mm -hmm. So somebody who, if you have another option, even though he's a big name, I would sit him this week, is one DK Metcalf. Because DK Metcalf is going to draw Marshawn Lattimore in coverage. And Lattimore has been playing fantastic in our senior secondary. So when you then put DK 
with a backup quarterback against my stud cornerback. That does not make for a great game, most likely. So, where DK, you usually expect him to give you wide receiver one kind of points, especially since he and Tyler Lockett monopolize so much of the targets in that Seattle offense. He's probably going to drop down to like a flex play, wide receiver three. So, if you have another wide receiver one option, or just another wide receiver that could probably give you some more points, I'd probably start them instead this week. So now that brings us to the end of this week's fantasy spot. And as always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And we will see you next time.